Well, good morning. This is the best looking 1030 crowd we've had today. <laughs> we are so glad that you've worshiped with us this morning. Do all of you have one of these? Nope. It, it's okay. We have more out there. But in here is everything you need to know. What's going on this week? So let me draw your attention to some of the opportunities. We talk a lot about worship, and the worshiping that we do is not just our singing, and it's also not just our praying. We worship as, a, as in response to and the preparation of and the hearing of our messages uh, every Sunday morning. We worship as we fellowship with one another, and we worship as we serve. And so these things, these announcements that we give, deal with ways and opportunities that you can join us in service here at Anastasia. So the first thing I'd like to make, uh, draw your attention to is if you do have one of these, you can turn to the, to the back inside. You'll see that there is a QR code. That QR code will take you directly to a link tree which has all of your options there in one place. We've told you about that in the, in the previous couple of weeks that we've been doing this to try to simplify that. And there you can click on connect. You can click on news. You can even click on giving. Uh, four generations, the whole, the whole thing is, is there. So I just want to point your attention to that. You can put your smartphone over that and your camera function will read that. We have VBS starting. It's June 5 through the 9th, so I want to draw your attention there. Uh, adult volunteers are still needed, so we can, if you can help out and are willing to serve in that way, we would appreciate that. Summer Music and Arts Camp is also coming up. That date is the end of June, June 26th through the 30th. More information is in here and also at AnastasiaKids.com smack. We have a ministry that's starting up. It's called Grief Share. If you have found yourself where you are grieving or if a loved one of yours may be, this is an, a wonderful, wonderful ministry um, to help with healing. It is spiritually minded, spiritually based, and um, it is a great way to meet with other people that are in, the same, uh, that, are in that same situation and you can be a, a help and a friend to one another. Uh, friends of ours um, have been doing that ministry um, in another church, but for more than 20 years, and it has really been a blessing for them as well as for the people that, that attend it. And the last thing, of course, in here that we're highlighting is the Women's Ministry Kick Off Your Shoes event. That, that, uh, that is Wednesday, June 14th. There are more things that are in here that you can take time to read through, but we just want to point your attention to that place so that you can find ways to serve with us uh, and serve the Lord in that way. I'm going to take the time now and turn everything over to Mr. Sam here, who has a great recognition. Rich. It's good to see you. I want to take a moment just to recognize somebody very special in our congregation. And I want to ask our chairman of personnel and our chairman of deacons also to come up. But then Pastor Walter and Elise, if you will come up as well. Let's see if you can get my mic. There we go. And so a couple uh, weeks ago on April 1st, 
we celebrated Pastor Walter's 25th anniversary of serving Anastasia Church. And so we want to take a moment to recognize him. So many of you have helped bring in chocolate over the last few weeks to support him because we know Pastor Walter likes chocolate. If you haven't done so already, there's always room for more chocolate. So you can do that. But I'm going to ask our uh, chairman of personnel, Michelle, to come and share a few things. Good morning. Thank you. Um, I want to just take this opportunity. Bill was so kind to print for me the newsletter from 1998, People to People, that announced the hiring of Pastor Walter. So I was going to share a few words from it. What I just read a few minutes, a minutes ago that I think is fascinating um, in this, uh, so Easter fell in April in 1998, and it says, we are hoping for the largest attendance in Anastasia Baptist Church, in the history of Anastasia Baptist Church, uh, but more than attendance, we ask for your prayers. And I'm thinking 25 years ago, if they knew then what we were doing today, those prayers laid amazing, amazing foundation for generations to come. And uh, that month, we also, uh, on the March 1st of 1998, the congregation voted to call the Reverend Walter West to fill the position of Associate Pastor and Minister of Education and Administration, and Walter accepted the call. So thank you for accepting that call. And for 25 years, we've prayed over our pastor and his family. They loaded up their three children and crossed from Canada to Florida, which I imagine was a huge sacrifice, <laughs> not knowing what was, what was coming their way. But we welcome Walter and his family to Anastasia and look forward to a long and happy relationship serving the Lord together. So 25 years later, in 1998, we had a resident member attendance of 835 people. In 2023, we have 3,085 resident attending. Amazing. So for 25 years, thank you for your guidance and your leadership. And thank you very much for sharing your life and your family with us. And as a special thanks, we'd like to present you with a spa day at Panache to thank you for all that you do for our, for our church family. Uh, yes, good morning. Uh, in, in honor and in recognition of, um, of Walter, his dedication and his uh, faithfulness serving here, his calling here at Anastasia, approximately 10 years as associate pastor and 15 years as our senior pastor, uh, the congregation of Anastasia would like to present to Walter a gift in his name to the 4G Building Fund in the amount of $51,950.74. Amen. also like to present a small token of a, a love offering from the congregation to the both of them. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. 
before we take a minute just to pray over Pastor Walter, we have one last gift, and we, uh, we have a sign here that says, Love Anchors All, and on the back of it, our staff has signed that. We want to present that to Pastor Walter for his faithful 25 years of service. But I'm going to ask you right now is, is we're going to, in a moment, lay hands on Pastor Walter and, and Elisa. Will you just stand up, and as an act of symbolism of your blessing and gratitude over him, will you just reach your hand out as we pray over him? Lord Jesus, we are so grateful for Pastor Walter and Lisa. Thank you for their ministry. Thank you for the time that they've taken uh, to serve this church faithfully over the years, Lord. We are so grateful that you have brought Pastor Walter and Lisa and their family here, Lord. Just the magnitude and the influence and, God, just the impact that they've had on this church is going to be felt for generations to come. We're so grateful for that. So, Lord, we pray a blessing over him and Lisa. And thank you so much for sending them to Anastasia Church, Lord. We love you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we give Pastor Walter and Lisa one more round of applause? sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers bearing crosses or stars of David. They add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. Today we pray that those who lie here have found peace with their creator and we resolve that their sacrifice will always be remembered by a grateful nation. The fallen give silent witness to the price of our liberty, and our nation honors them this day and every day. think of it as a celebration and in one sense it's a celebration of life but it is a solemn time it is a remembrance of those that have given their lives for our freedom we get to enjoy being in this very room doing this very thing because we stand on the shoulders of those who have gone before us and we would be remiss to forget So, Lord, may us never forget the cost of our freedom. Let's stand together, please, as we begin.
lift your voice, sing it to the Lord. Mine eyes have seen glory of the coming of the Lord. He is renting out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. He has loosed the faithful lightning of his terrible swift sword. His truth is marching on. Glory, glory,
price for our freedom is great. We also would be remiss if we did not look spiritually our the price for our freedom was great. Jesus Christ hung on a cross to carry and bear the weight of our sin that we might have eternal life with the Father and He and the Holy Spirit for all eternity. Galatians 5 says it was for freedom that Christ set us free. So as we consider this memorial weekend, let us not put on a back server the, Christ, the, the price that Christ paid on our behalf. He became sin who knew no sin that we might become his righteousness. He humbled himself and he carried the cross. Love so amazing. Love so
Father, we cannot express our gratitude for the price that Jesus paid for our sin. Father, we can say thank you. We can say we love you. We can say that we pour out our lives before you, but we are still trapped by our sinfulness and need to keep coming back for forgiveness. Father, thank you for bridging the gap between your holiness and our sinfulness. We thank you for the cross. And we thank you for the love shown to us, a lost and dying people, to reclaim us, to restore us, to rescue us from ourselves, that we could be called children of God. So, Father, may we remember that as we remember everything else this weekend, the prices that were paid for our freedom here in our country and our land and in our hearts and minds, in our souls. These things I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Before you're seated, please take the opportunity and welcome someone here. Give them a hug. Give them a handshake. I stopped short at the holy kiss thing, but... Save all those con uh, communication for after the church. Uh, when, when we do the benediction, you don't have to get up and run out. You can continue to share, you know, if you'd like to do that. I just want to thank you again for all the gifts and, and everything that you've given to the church. Um, you know, if you, if you go out and back and take a peek at what's happening out there, I think they got the roof. Has he got the roof all on, Roy? Is the roof all on the... Rec building? Is it? Okay, Roy's, Roy's, uh... well, anyway, this week they put the roof on the rec building. Is that right? Yeah, good. That's right. We're going to feed, we're going to feed those guys so they keep working. That's it. But well, we really want to thank you for all that you've given to that. And I think if you're in the second story on the, on the Gen building is going up. And so progress is really being made. And won't be long. 
And at least we'll be playing maybe basketball in the rec building. And so it's, that's an exciting time. And you all have a responsibility for that, all of us. If nothing else, you pray that the protection of the workers as they work and the protection of everyone as we go about doing the task that we need to do here at Anastasia. You know, the adversary doesn't like to see what's happening. And he knows what, what fruit is going to come from that new building, like it's happened here. And because of your prayers and your faithfulness, God has provided. And I, I mentioned this to the first service, and I'm going to do it here too. You know, many times we take it for granted when Pastor Walter comes up here and preaches, and when Sam, Pastor Sam comes up here and preaches. I want to challenge you this morning. I've already heard his message, but I'm going to hear it again because it's a good one. And it challenged my heart. And I pray that as he preaches this morning, that you'll pray for him, that the Holy Spirit will touch him and give him an anointing when he gets up here. He works hard for this message, and Pastor Walter does the same. So we're fortunate to have men like that that can open the Word of God and share with us and help us to go out of here with some new things that we can use in our lives. And I'm done preaching. Let's pray about the offering and all the things that you have done through that. Father God, we thank you for the offering. We thank you for what has been given to keep this church going. We thank you for the outreach of this church throughout the world, locally and throughout the world. We're fulfilling that challenge that Jesus gave us in Acts and in the end of the New Testament. The, the, the guests, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Thank you, Lord, for that challenge that we can go into the uttermost parts of the world and we can go just down the street and share the love of Jesus. And so we thank you for the gifts. We thank you for the offering. We thank you for all of the participation. And we praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Carl. I wasn't sure if I should give you my Bible, so you just keep preaching if you needed to. <laughs> Let me turn this guy on. He seems to want to cut off here. <laughs> All right, you can hear me now, right? Well, good morning again. Hey, just briefly, I want to mention this Memorial Day weekend. Uh, as we remember and reflect on the sacrifice of so many, tomorrow there's a meaningful Memorial Day service that takes place at the St. Augustine National Cemetery across the street from the barracks at 10 a.m. Uh, if you want to pay your respects and remember the sacrifice of so many, that's a meaningful way to do so. So I just want to say that briefly. Uh, but this morning I want to talk to you about take your next step. Take your next step of faith. And uh, I, you know, I don't know how many of you in here wear a smartwatch. Anybody have a smartwatch on or maybe a smartphone that you use to track your steps? Anybody track your steps? A few of you in here. Most of us this morning, the only steps we took was from the bed to the coffee pot, right, and back to the living room, right? And, and that's okay. Maybe some of us are ambitious and we took a few more steps. But a lot of us have that capability on our phone, and you can measure. I like to track my steps to see how many I took in a day so I can keep on top of things. But I want to imagine just for a minute, instead of tracking our physical steps, what if we had something that would track our spiritual steps of faith in our life? 
to take a look at our life and reflect maybe each month, maybe each day, over the years, how many times we put our faith and trust in the Lord. And even when it was tough, even when it was difficult, and maybe even when we didn't know what the Lord was doing, we said, yes, Lord, I'm going to follow after you because I know that you are faithful. What I believe this morning is for so many of us in here, regardless of how long we've been walking with the Lord, regardless of what's happened in our life, that the Lord even now in our own individual lives is challenging us to take a next step of faith. This morning, I want to look a little bit at the story of Abraham and Sarah and his family. And uh, Pastor Walter talked about uh, him a few weeks ago, but you know their journey is distinguished by faith. And really, the scriptures point even uh, Abraham and Sarah as an example for us to follow after because of their faith. How do we know this? In, in Hebrews uh, uh, chapter 11, we see really the patriarchs, the matriarchs of our faith who went before us and set an example by their faith. And there listed are Abraham and Sarah. And you know, their story is really marked uh, prior to their big moment of stepping out of faith by a lot of tragedy by a lot of heartache, a lot of hurt. Familiar with the story of Abraham and Sarah in a time and a generation where identity and success was connected to your ability to make future generations, to bear children. And for Abraham and Sarah, they were unable to do so. And so in many ways, they were outcast. They were looked down upon because they were not able to make future generations. And for season after season of their life, it seemed like God had not put favor upon them. And into their 70s, and when they were kind of thinking maybe life was over and they were thinking they were in their last days, God showed up. (laughs) For many of us in here, imagine you've just retired, just purchased that new home that you want to retire in and living in the area, and all of a sudden, just a few days later, God shows up and said, hey, I want you to take the biggest step of faith that you have ever taken in your life, right? Is that very convenient? (laughs) But that's when God shows up for Abraham and Sarah. And he asked them to step out in faith and trust the Lord's guiding. And here's what I love about the story about Abraham and Sarah is were they perfect? No. Did they have it all together? No. Did they make mistakes? Yes. Were they young and ready to go? No. (laughs) What I love about their story is they were ordinary people just like you and me whom God called upon to step out in faith. So what makes Abraham and Sarah's story stand out? Faith. Leaps, steps of bold faith. And so I'm going to read this morning from Hebrews chapter 11. If you have your Bibles, we're going to look at verse 8 through 12. And I'm going to ask you this morning, if you can, to please stand in the honor of the reading of God's word. Hebrews chapter 11, starting in verse 8, it says this. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he had received as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. And by faith, he went to live in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. Verse 10, for he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. By faith, Sarah herself received power to conceive, even she was past age, since she had considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man, and him as good as dead, 
were born the descendants as many as the stars of the heaven and as many as the innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. May God bless the reading of his word. You may be seated this morning. Abraham's faith journey is still speaking a word over us today. It's speaking of the miracles and the promises of God, and it's speaking to us a testimony of faith and God's faithfulness to his people. And here's what their journey tells me. Every step in our faith journey is important. Every step that we take in pursuit of God and his promises and what he has called us to walk in is important. And I would continue on that Abraham's faith journey reminds us that, and if you're writing notes or taking notes this morning, God is calling us to step out in faith. God is calling us to step out in faith. Going back to our passage, it says, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. I think in the same way, God is calling us, each and every one of us, to take a step of faith to trust him with our lives, with our purpose. I believe God may be calling us to trust him with our future. I believe that God is wanting us to step out into faith, to trust him with our health, our circumstances, our life. God is even calling us to step out in faith, to trust him that he wants to use us in his power. See, the story of Abraham is one who God called, as we said, in the faith in a big way. And Abraham was in his 70s when God showed up and knocked on his door and, and called him to leave all that he knew, the land and his family, to pursue what God was calling him to do. And we know that through his lineage, Abraham was God, God called him to trust him. And even as Abraham and Sarah were barren, God had said that I'm going to bless you so that you will bless many generations to come. And God called him to step out in faith. My question to us this morning is, how is God calling you to step out and trust him in faith? How is God calling you to believe and to lean on to him? You know, I, I imagine as, even in a room as big as this, that we could go around individually if we took time this morning and if I could ask you, you know, how is God calling you, you could each share a way that God has been nudging your heart. God has been uh, influencing you to make a move or to take a step of faith because I believe that God is calling us to take a step of faith. I, I have a saying that I, I like to say, and it, it kind of fits into Abraham's life too, is that wherever you are in your faith journey, there is a next step of faith for you to take. Wherever you are in your faith journey, whether you just started your faith journey uh, recently, or you've been walking with the Lord many years, can I challenge you to say that God is calling you to take a step of faith here and now? He's calling. Abraham's story reminds us that when we step out in faith, that uh, the blessing not only happens in our own life, but there is a potential of blessing others when we step out in faith. I love that Abraham's journey is still speaking over us today. For Christ our Savior came out of the lineage of Abraham. The promises in the covenant that God made with Abraham have been fulfilled in Christ. And, and we see that, that we are under Christ now. But, you know, when we step out in faith, not only is there potential for blessing in our own lives, but there's a potential for us to make a difference in someone else's life. I use an illustration. Just a few weeks, uh, a few weeks ago, at our 9 a.m. service, we had a father baptizing his daughter in that baptismal right there. 
And it was very special because I got to see this dad who I knew had taken a step of faith so many years ago and, and chose to trust Jesus as his Lord and Savior and to, to really raise his family in, an, in a way that honored the Lord. And because he trusted Jesus, because he took a step of faith, not only was there blessing in his life, but because he trusted the Lord, that blessing spilled over into his family's life. Because his example, because of his testimony, because of him stepping out in faith, his daughter got to witness in him and his family the difference that Christ Jesus can make in one's life. And because of that testimony, she trusted Jesus as her Lord and Savior and was able to get baptized. See, when we trust God, it's not only an opportunity for us to be blessed, but for us to have the opportunity to encourage and bless others. You know, so many people ask me, well, Sam, how do I know that God is calling me to take a step of faith? How do I know God is calling me to do this? How do I know God is calling me to step out? Now, I like to think of it kind of in three ways, and hearing God's voice is in us, around us, and before us. In us is this idea that the Holy Spirit, if we are following Christ, resides within our lives. The great counselor lives within us, and he is advising us and directing our lives. I don't know if you've ever been in the situation where you get that little internal nudge in your life, Right? Hey, I want you to step out and trust me this way. Hey, I want you to pray for this person. Hey, I want you to serve in this way. Guess what? That's, that's the Holy Spirit, the presence of God living within us, guiding and directing us. And oftentimes, if you're hearing the Spirit, the Spirit's usually challenging us to do something we're a little bit uncomfortable with, right? So there's this presence of the Holy Spirit within our lives, but I would also say around us, Right? Uh, in my life, I've experienced that God often uses people around me to speak his truth or ways in which he is nudging me to do something, right? This is why the church is so important. As we are surrounded by like-minded believers of faith, right, who are praying for us, who are encouraging us, they might come to us and they say, well, hey, you know, I just want to pray for you in this way. Or I feel like God is challenging me to tell you this, right? So God not only speaks to us through his spirit within us, but he often uses people or circumstances around us to show us his will and maybe the ways that we're coming to step out in faith. But also, I would say before us is that God goes ahead of us. Have you ever been trying to figure out what God has intended for you and you're trying to figure out the direction, the path that he has set before you and what happens? A door opens, right? And that's because God goes ahead of us. I love this story in Abraham and Sarah because so many ways God had prepared a way for Abraham and Sarah. They weren't going to live in a land that was welcoming to them. They were going to live in a foreign land where they were, might be considered as enemies, but God made a way for them. If you're looking to see how God may be calling you to step out in faith, look at open doors and look at closed doors, right? Because God makes a way for which us to go. Not only do we need to understand that God is calling us to step out in faith, the second thing you write down is every faith journey begins with taking a single step. It says in our scripture, by faith, Abraham went out and uh, not knowing where he was going. And I love that phrase that says, and he went out, right? Uh, you know, Abraham, it says in the scripture, went from Haran to Canaan. And this is the neighborhood of going from South Turkey to Israel, right? It's about, some would say, about a 400-mile journey. It was not right around the corner, okay? It was a big leap of faith. But I love that it says that Abraham went out. And it says that he didn't necessarily know exactly where God was taking him. 
But here's what's amazing about the story of Abraham and Sarah. God used them in an immense way to bless future generations. God used their faith journey uh, to touch people. And as, even as we read in Hebrews 11, right, they are heroes of the faith because they stepped out in faith. But here's what I love about their story. As big as a journey, that 400-some-mile journey that they had to take in trusting God, do you know how their journey started? As he left the land that he was living in and his family land and all that he knew, you know how it started? It was a single step, a single step of obedience and trusting God. Say, God, I don't know where you're leading me, but I'm trusting that just as his wife said, the one who promised had been faithful, so I'm going to trust that he's going to be promised and faithful in the future, right? They knew that God had been faithful before, and they knew that God was going to be faithful ahead of Sometimes when we feel like God is nudging us to take a step of faith, Sam, I don't know where to start. I don't know how to step out in faith. Can I tell you how to start? Take a single step. Say, God, I don't know where you're going to take me, but I'm trusting that you are faithful. So I'm going to take the first step of obedience. I'm going to trust you. You know, I, I love that every influential faith leader, uh, all those mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11 are the heroes of faith, you know how their journey start? With a single step of faith. For us, it's the same. It needs to start with a single step of obedience. You know, here's the question. Do we believe God can and will be faithful again? Have we seen him work in our lives so many times before to see his faithfulness before? Do we believe, church, that he will be faithful again? Come on, church. Do we believe he's going to be faithful again? We know as he's been faithful in the past, he will be faithful again. So our first act is take a single step of obedience. You know, I've been thinking as we've, uh, as Carl mentioned, we've, we're making progress with our, our rec center and, and our next generation building. And I can remember not so long ago when we were praying about even whether to move forward with it. And can I tell you, we didn't know what it was going to look like. We didn't know all the details of it. And I'd, I'd be lying to you today if I said we, we know everything now, right? We don't. But what we did know is that God was leading us to take a step of faith. And so we did. And so we continue to take steps of faith, not knowing all the details, but trusting God was faithful and trusting that he will be faithful again. Third thing that you can write down is living in faith is trusting that God will, God will guide your every step. Living in faith is trusting God will guide your every step. I love that it says, by faith he went to live in a land of promise, and it makes this distinction as in a foreign land. And then it goes on to say, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob. Listen, they left the comfort of what they knew, the comfort of the land that their family was on, and they left it to go live in a foreign land. And it was not a welcoming land. It was a difficult land. And they left their home and where they were comfortable with, and it says what? They lived in what? Tents. Does that excite anybody? <laughs> let me go leave where it's comfortable, and let me go live in a land that's foreign, that I'm not welcome, and I'm going to go live in a tent, right? But what does it say? By faith he went to live. There are many parts of that journey where they didn't know where they were going. But they trusted again that God would guide their every step. I believe what Abraham had to learn was to trust God each day for his leading and his provision. 
For he lived in a foreign land and was homeless, but Abraham lived in a land that was difficult, foreign, and hard, but ultimately it was the land that God was calling his people to. It was the land of inheritance. You know, when it's said, I think the lesson was that Abraham had to live in a way about, in such a way that he had to not worry about tomorrow, but he was trusting God for today. I've spent in, in my life uh, a few different circumstances. I've got to go on mission trips all over the world. And uh, I've been to some places where people had very, very little. I've spent some time in Haiti. I've spent some time in Mexico and, and uh, Peru and, and seen some things and some people living with so very little compared to how we live. And what always amazes me as I encounter people of faith there is that they're not consumed and worried about what tomorrow brings. Why? Because they're trusting for God, on, trusting on God today for him to be faithful and to provide what they need for that day. In other words, they don't have to worry about tomorrow because they're trusting God for today. And it's quite the opposite how many of us live. We, we are so worried about tomorrow that we forget about that God has promised that he would take care of us each and every day if we lean into him, if we trust in him that God is faithful enough to guide our every step and that we don't have to worry about tomorrow because we can trust him for today. So many people of faith live their lives differently. They trust God for today so they don't have to worry about tomorrow. That is the life that God has called us. That's the life that God desires we live. Trust and believe that God has a plan and he'll guide our every step for we walk in faith. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 6 and 7 says, So we are always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, we are always away from the Lord. And this famous uh, part of that passage says, For we walk by, come on church, we walk by, faith. not by. What does that mean? It means we trust God is going to guide our every step. And things may not be appear the way they really are, right? As we look at the circumstances around us, it may discourage us from trusting God. But we know God's been faithful. So we can trust him today and we can trust him for tomorrow. We need to live by Abraham's example, leaning in and trusting him and knowing he will guide our every step. Lastly, you can write down this morning, faith moves us towards the promises of God. It says, by faith he went to live in a land of promise as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, who designer and builder is God. Love the story of Abraham and Sarah because God took them from the place that they were in a barren, broken place, and he moved them to a place of promise that he was going to deliver them over to. And he gave them children and he delivered them to a place where they could experience God blessing and favor upon their lives. In other words, God moved them from where they were to the place that he desired them to be. I, I love to people watch sometimes, especially in airports and in 
big buildings. And I don't know if you've ever been to the airport or, or other places, but they have uh, these escalators that are not, they don't have any stairs. They're just a straight, it's like a treadmill going the right way, right? You don't have to work against it. It's moving you along, right? But I, I love to watch these, I, I don't know what they call them. I call them people movers, right? And I, and I love to watch people try to get in and off the people movers, right? And especially if you've never been on one, that first step, you're a little leery and they're trying to get on the people mover and then all of a sudden they're moving and they're okay. All right, we're moving along. And then there's another step of faith when you got to get off. But these people movers are designed to take people from where they are to where they need to be, right? <laughs> and, and, and they work, right? Similarly, I would say in our own lives, God is calling us to take steps of faith because he wants to move us from where we are to where he desires us to be. And the place that he desires us to be is in close relationship with him. Do I believe that Abraham and Sarah over their faith journey, over that miles and miles of trekking, did they grow closer in their relationship with God? Absolutely. Did they have a greater dependence upon the Lord? Absolutely. See, the same is true for us. When we step out in faith, what happens? We depend more on God. Our relationship with him grows immensely. The desire of God's heart is that we would be a people who seek after him and walk in relationship with him. A couple, uh, last weekend, actually, I, I did something that was probably not super smart, but I, in, in the three-day period, I hiked 37.5 miles and, and gained a total of 7,500 feet of elevation gain in three-day period. And uh, it was a, a backpacking trip that I did, and, and uh, we hiked up the mountains. And, and, and can I tell you, every step along the way was important, right? Every step got me closer to being done with it, right? But can I tell you, there were some steps that were harder than others that stretched me a little bit more, right? Some of those steps were straight up. Some of those steps were straight down. Some of them were over rocky terrain, and it was hard, and it was difficult. And by the end, every step hurt because <laughs> I was so sore. But looking at the journey, no single step was more important than another step. Were some more difficult? Yeah. There's a similarity in our faith journey. Sometimes when God calls you to step out in faith, it's going to hurt a little bit. It's going to stretch you a little bit. It's going to be difficult. But why is God calling us to take out a step of faith that may be hard or difficult or challenging? So that we may experience what Abraham and Sarah had. A deeper, more personal relationship with the living God. God is calling us to step out into faith. To trust him. This morning, I'm confident, as I said earlier, that God is challenging each and every one of us in a unique way to trust him, to step out in faith. Maybe it's a circumstance in our life. Maybe it's a leaning into him. Maybe it's to be a part of this church family. Maybe it's to start a small group. Maybe it's to serve here. Maybe it's to be a missionary. I don't know how God's challenging you, but I do believe as Christ followers, wherever we are at in our faith journey, there is a next step of faith. And my prayer, my prayer for each and every one of us, may it be said what was said about Abraham in the very first part of our passage. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out.
may it be said about us. By faith, when God called us, we obeyed. This morning, as we have a time of invitation, I don't know how the Lord's challenging you. I don't know what you've been wrestling with in your life. How he may be calling you to step out into faith. But my prayer is you and I would be like Abraham and Sarah and say, by faith, we trusted God. Not knowing what, where he's going to lead us and not knowing what tomorrow looked like, but knowing that the God has been faithful in the past and he's going to continue to be faithful in the future. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray this morning. Lord Jesus, we love you so much, God, and we thank you so much for the opportunity to open your word. Thank you. That as we seek to trust you and take steps of faith, Lord, that you are guiding our every step. But Lord, I know that first step of obedience, that first step of faith can be difficult. And so, Lord, I pray this morning, maybe that first step is is just to right where we are, just take a moment to pray, Lord, and submit to you. Maybe that first step of obedience this morning is just coming down to this altar as a symbol of our obedience to you to take a first step of faith to pray at this altar or to be prayed over. Maybe that first step of faith is to join this church, this, join the church this morning. Or maybe that first step of faith is to say, for the first time, Lord Jesus, I put my faith and trust in you for the forgiveness of my sins to experience the newness of life that can come from having a personal relationship with you. So this morning, as you lead, Lord, may we follow. It may be said about us, by faith we stepped out. It's in Christ's holy name we pray and all God's people said, amen. Let's stand, let's worship. If God's leading you this morning, you come this morning. We'll have counselors here this morning. I'll be here this morning as well. You come. Come just as you
So, Father, we come. We come as your people, and we come by faith because you've asked us to, because we can't see the future, because we are ever dependent on you and need you more than we would ever even acknowledge. Thank you for your faithfulness to us in our lives. You are a faithful God, and our faith and trust can be placed in you securely. Father, as we go to our families and friends and meetings over this, the weekend and the specialness of it, may we never forget the price that was paid for our sin and our debts. Father, help us to also see these opportunities as divine appointments to share others, to share with them your goodness, your mercy, and your love. Now may the God of peace make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen.